At home with a lifetime of stories and songs People we've met and places we've gone Along the way found where and how we belong At home with a lifetime of stories and songs Welcome to more songs and stories from home Podcasts that give voice to songs with stories And stories with songs written and being written over the course of a lifetime Often illuminating the journey we all make Together and alone Finding our way home. One Love and Two Lives, Part 4 We stopped by a number of gardens, many of them at Manitou Park, close to the family home. Our first stop, the formal garden, Duncan Garden. The chorus of the song we sang there Things nourishing or beautiful. That's what fine gardens grow. Things nourishing or beautiful. Seeds we all should sow. If that's how we want the world to look. Our kids, grandkids to know. Things nourishing or beautiful. To feed body and soul. And then to the rose garden. My dad's favorite flower. The chorus of the song we sang there declaring in good times and bad times, tender times and tough, he was truly loved by everyone, but she, the one, he truly loved. We went to the Lilac Garden, Spokane, we, we call ourselves the Lilac City, and while my folks loved to travel, they always came back. The song we sang there, The Road That Leads Us Home, inspired by an excerpt from James Michener's The Fires of Spring. Our journey is to find ourselves, to share and care and love as well. Be witness to somebody else and in the end, to know the depth of our determination, the extent of our dedication the place we seek our inspiration, our true and honest goals. The reason we find to believe, the way we set our demons free, that place where we will not retreat, though we must stand alone. What we are counted on to do, the limits of our courage too, what we have found to be the truth on the road that leads us home. And then to the Faith and Healing Garden, near to what was my dad's office and next to the hospital where he visited patients and where he died. The song we sing there talks about a quiet place to contemplate, to meditate, to sit and wait, to come and pray, to keep the faith night or day, love always a quiet place. After remembering and honoring my parents at different places that they worked and lived and worshiped, my, Pat and I ended up at some gardens. Gardens, places that we visited a lot. 
that we liked to visit places. We often went with my mom after my dad died. We were, we were lucky to have grown up at a place as big and as beautiful as Manitou Park, a special place with sports courts and play fields and playgrounds and in the winter a sliding hill and a skating pond and all the gardens that return every spring. Here's the formal garden. It's not quite in full bloom yet. And we chose gardens because of the memories that they contained and also because of how gardens can represent the cycles of life, seasons of life. One of my mom's favorite gardens, the formal gardens at Manitou Park, known as Duncan Gardens. When my mom was in her 90s, we would stop there, get out her walker, go and sit on a bench overlooking the gardens. And then the last couple of years, we just stayed in the car, taking a moment to feed our souls with the beauty and the, the wonder of such a place. My wife once sent a card to me, and this is what it said. If someday I should wake and find I had four loaves of bread, I'd sell one and buy hyacinths, cause this much I believe. A body's not the only thing a body has to feed. Things nourishing or beautiful, that's what fine gardens grow. Things nourishing or beautiful, seeds we all should sow. If that's how we want the world to look our grandkids, grandkids to know things nourishing or beautiful to feed body and soul to some it might sound simple and to some simply naive believing we should live our lives practicing what we believe and even when we do our best, there are no guarantees. The only thing I know for sure, we start by planting seeds, things nourishing and beautiful. That's what fine gardens grow. Things nourishing or beautiful, that's what we all should sow If that's how we want the world to look Our grandkids, grandkids to know Things nourishing or beautiful To feed body and soul Things nourishing or beautiful To feed body and soul There's a garden in Manitou Park up the hill from Duncan Gardens known as Rose Hill Roses, my dad's favorite. Here we are on Rose Hill. In a lot of ways, my dad was larger than life and my mom, a woman of her age, was more in the background. And the family story goes that my birth was the reason my dad got well. And coming home, from the mental institution. 
And while on one hand it's a beautiful story, including about the power of rebirth, there have been times when I've wondered whether that story might have created a shadow of a doubt for my mom. I've wondered, if she wondered, would her husband have gotten well if I hadn't been born? And could that mean that he wouldn't have come home? That somehow their love wasn't enough to bring him home? Thankfully, he did come home. And thankfully, their love was strong and grew stronger. And she knew on so many levels how much he loved her. Only her. And I also think that from time to time, she welcomed the reassurance. He was bigger than life in so many ways With his million dollar smile Making everyone around him richer It was his nature It was his style And she stayed behind while he ran the race He was cheered and applauded for sure He wore the crown Well, she kept the faith And when the cheering stopped came home to her. In good times and in bad times, through tender times and tough, he was truly loved by everyone. She was the one he truly loved. Each was truly loved by everyone. She was the one he truly loved. And Pat's and my next stop was the Lilac Garden, also part of Manitou Park. Lilacs, a symbol of Spokane, the Lilac City. And while my folks had a chance to see much of the world, they always returned to Spokane, the place where they remain together forever now. On this road we travel down, it isn't wealth or fame somehow. Or power that we may hold now Makes this life worthwhile Not revenge or many loves And glory never is enough For in the end all turns to dust After all of those miles Our journey is to find ourselves To share and care and love as well be witness for somebody else and in the end to know The depth of our determination, the extent of our dedication The place we seek our inspiration, our true and honest goals The reason we find to believe the way we set our demons free place where we will not retreat, though we must stand alone. What we are counted on to do, the limits of our courage to what we have found to be the truth on this road that leads us home.
Our final garden stop was the Providence Center of Faith and Healing Meditation Garden. Sisters of Providence gifted what had previously been their convent and garden to create this special space. A lot of places that we stopped are representative of my parents and the lives they've lived. And after this stop, we'll be going to the river, which played an important part in the life of Spokane and in our family's life, and also represents to me the river of life. But before we do, we're going to take a moment, one more garden. This, with a stream running through it and with a waterfall. Within a mile of this garden, where my dad worked, visited patients, it's that's connected to this garden. Jensen, where he ended up becoming a patient himself and dying. Where our family spent two weeks holding a vigil for him and hoping for a different outcome. So, for lots of reasons, this garden with its waterfall and stream, it holds special meaning for the family, for my parents, and my mom was instrumental in helping make this beautiful place happen, in part because she saw firsthand the need for families <clears throat> to have a nearby place to go. It's not a hospital waiting room. And Pat and I were there when, when the garden was dedicated, and I had a chance to sing at that dedication event. We first come to this garden for its special dedication A haven for all who are seeking solace, hope, or peace And that day I brought a guitar so that I might play a small part In the sanctifying of this spot and all that it could be A quiet place to contemplate to meditate, to sit and wait, to calm and pray, to keep the faith night or day, always a quiet place. Come back to this location, to this sacred destination. To make some time remembering my parents and their lives As we sit here by the stream Awakening memories that a place like this was made To nurture and revive A quiet place To contemplate To meditate to sit and wait, to come and pray, to keep the faith night or day, always a quiet place. It's in quiet places, in meditative moments, that I realize in a very real sense that my parents are gone. That no matter how much I might want to share a moment with them, that I can't.
For example, it was my dad who, who taught me that politics is a noble profession, and it was both my parents who showed me no matter how much we might disagree with someone or someone's politics, they're still our neighbor. And we need to treat them like we would like to be treated. No matter how loud the crowd, it's important to find quiet places and to be reminded of such things. It's also in these quiet places that I take time and ponder the idea that, that love outlives us and that the spirit of my folks and others remains alive. It took a while to truly know I can't simply pick up the phone Can't share a meal or take a trip Play some cards, talk politics Can't get together, celebrate Special moments, holidays But if love we give Lives beyond our lives my folks are very much alive. If love we give lives beyond our lives, my folks are somewhere here with us tonight. Thank you for watching or listening to more songs and stories from home. Come back next time for part five of One Love and Two Lives, knowing you're welcome here at home with a lifetime of stories and songs.